Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Greg Hemmings, welcome back. Thank you, Dave. To the boiling point. Thank you for not uh, making fun of the fact that I have no shoes or socks on today. I didn't notice. But don't worry, they, they wouldn't smell like dirty feet, they just smell like salty water. You know, and why would that be? <laughs> because I just got back from an amazing surf session. What's the date right now? Is it September 20... 25th. 25th. Okay, so 26. essentially... It's a no, sec- no, no, it's not. It's November, because when this is produced... Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> We're recording this in the fall when it's supposed to be cold, and the water is so warm. Really? And uh, I was in the water today with the GoPro uh, filming the other surfers, like surfing past me and stuff. Uh, and of course, I had to catch some waves myself, and it was amazing. And that's another thing about where we live here. You know, it is incredible. And nobody knows that we've got an amazing surf scene here and uh bam and you are you are still going to lend me your wind surfer right heck yes okay, we, we need to talk right about now is that. the best time man september yeah. october um one other thing we have to talk about is patreon yes so uh really uh, happy that we're uh, x amount of weeks into having our patreon account up um just want to talk about quickly some of the benefits of people supporting this podcast uh why don't you give it dave just just a couple reasons why it's important for our fans to support us even further. <laughs> well, thank you for throwing me under the bus, buddy. That's not. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> for, for a multitude of reasons. But, I mean, what we're trying to do is, um, you know, really pull in interesting guests like we're going to introduce now and, uh, and, and just make this a really accessible podcast to everyone um, and not be driven, dri- be driven by the right reasons to bring guests on. Right. Um, versus like, you know, chasing sponsorship and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, so people can can, you know, really participate in whatever way they want. Um, and it, it goes directly to helping produce these. And, you know, what we'd encourage is is as whether you're a Patreon um, contributor or not, is to to let us know, you know, who else you want on the podcast, because we're getting we're getting tons and tons of interesting requests from people all over, uh, like our guest we have sitting here with us today. And uh, this amazing guest that we have sitting with us today is somebody who has revolutionized the cruise ship touring industry. How's that, Beth? <laughs> did, did I say that? Did I say that appropriately? Well, and, 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 she might not admit it, but she, and, and on top cool. of that is I wonder who she is. She is well. She is named one of the twenty-five people to watch in Atlantic Canada, and one of the top one hundred most powerful women in Canada in the boiling point right now. now sitting with us, Beth. Welcome <laughs> to the boiling morning. point podcast. <laughs> So good to have you here, Beth. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, a quick introduction from you. Uh, like, like Dave and I will sing your your uh, your glory uh, the rest of the day. But uh, why don't you give us a, a quick bio on who uh, who Beth Hat is, and uh, let it, let us know what impact you've made in the world of tour guiding in the cruise ship industry. Wow, that's a big question. Um, well, I'm Beth Kelly Hat. I am. Uh, the founder of Aquila Tours and Aquila Center for Cruise Excellence. And we are celebrating this year our 35th 
year in business. Well done. I know, I was 12 years old. Yes, clearly. And, clearly. <laughs> and it's been a real, it's been a real adventure. Um, the journey has taken us from uh, doing all kinds of tours all over the world to now just um, focusing on cruise and doing tours for the ships that come into St. John and um, also training all over the world. So there's a really so I've had the benefit of interviewing Beth not so long ago, um, and she's in in an upcoming column coming in the Telegraph Journal, the Leadership Unleashed. Oh, geez, I, I read that like six weeks ago, Dave. Yes, you would have read it. Yes, <laughs> as this is people are listening to this six weeks ago exactly. Um, but 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 what I learned some fascinating things, and I'd love if we could include some of that in this podcast. And the first is, and it's this whole thing about you know, and anyone that's in a small business can appreciate this. But it's um, I, it starts with like, and I asked you, and you had this really great story about coming to St. John, and seeing this opportunity, which really Aquila was born from, as I understand it. That's so correct. So maybe we can start there. And then, and then we can talk about kind of how you've got to where the focus is today, because because that's been really interesting evolution, you know, over the over and over. Yeah, years. it's been it's been like I said, it's been an adventure. Uh, we moved to St. John in 1981, took a tour of the city with a friend, and the guide wasn't very good. It wasn't the best tour. And we decided that we could do better, and we spent the winter in the archives and talking to. Um, older people all around the city and uh, put a tour together and started a seasonal business that year. So you saw a need, you start, and then and, and what were you doing initially? Uh, I, my children were young, so I was at home. I, I didn't, uh, I was working uh, throughout those years. I worked at the hotels, Keddies back in the day, um, in sales. And then when you started Aquila, you were starting with primarily, you know, giving tours to to anyone coming in the Buses city. Buses that uh, came in from away, okay. mostly, is how it started. And then it was convention groups that came in. Um, so basically, a lot of the St. John and region. And then we started getting asked, well, could we go to St. Andrews or could we go to Quebec City? And then it got bigger. And finally, in '88, I decided that when someone asked to go to the UK, that maybe I needed to. Uh, stop the jobs and either go one way or the other. And I decided to plunge and take the plunge and go at it full time. So tell us about that. What, 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 um, what helped you take the plunge? It was a bit of a scary time, but at the same time, I think I've always had a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. So for me, it was a not as difficult a decision. Um, I really wanted to do it. I was passionate about it. And I, I thought that we could make a go of it. And you, okay, so, so this is, so this is, there's a really, and I think this is really helpful for you and I, Greg, you know, you know how um, you, you get to a point in your business and I'd love to hear, you know, Beth, you described this for Aquila, but there's this point in your business where you're, you, there's all these opportunities and it's hard to focus. Have yes. you ever experienced that? Dave, I think you and I are experiencing <laughs> it right now because every time we go to like, let's say a conference or yeah. hear a speaker or yeah. interview, like I have so many different ideas. I'm like, oh, I can do that. I want to do that. I want to do this. Right. You're right. So like finding that way to 
bring that iceberg down, flip it upside down, and start figuring out what to focus on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, and some people uh, are more successful than others, right? And um, and and I think you have you've done a you know you were getting pulled in a lot of directions at one point. We were we were doing all kinds of different things, and every every new nugget felt like oh we need to do this the same as what you just said Greg like you're so then you're being pulled everywhere and I think it was I think I I told you Dave at the time it was uh getting uh, a book good to great James Collins I think yeah, Jim, Collins. Jim Collins and reading that really made me see that there there should be a way that we could really focus on on one big thing that we could be the best in the world at. And that's where that started. I went out after reading it. I think I spent all night reading it and then went out and bought eight, went to the team and said, okay, we're doing this right now. We're starting this. And that's how it started. That was 2004, 2004. By 2007, the Center for Cruise Excellence was launched and cruise lines were asking us to train around the world. Like it just... It just seems like it happened, but I don't know. Sometimes they say when you write things down, they happen. Mm, it's funny how that works. Well, and, this, and, and one of the comp, and we talked about this, but um, in good to great, one of the things I really I love is this idea. It takes ten years of being overnight success, but you know, it sounds like two thousand four. You read something, it inspires you, and That's you right. you real. I mean, would it be fair to say that 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 inspiration shifted you guys from a local to a global business? Definitely. Definitely, because that's when we started looking at how, you know, because then when you get asked the question, what, what are you passionate about? We all really enjoyed working in the cruise business, but what, the next question was, what can you be best in the world at? And it really wasn't doing tours away because you can never be the best at Hawaii or New York or when you live here, but being the best at what we do here with the ships really resonated with us. And I think that's, a real tough thing for entrepreneurs to figure out yeah. is, and also, especially Atlantic Canadian entrepreneurs, where yes. we have this difficulty for putting our hand up and saying, we're really good. Um, I think that is the case. In my experience, it is anyhow. But saying we're the best in the world at this thing, it's it's hard to say, first it, of all. It but is. secondarily, <laughs> it's really hard to pinpoint what it is. Because let's use us, for example. We're a film production company. I would never have the... Uh, the 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 guts to say we're the best filmmaking company in the world, but somewhere in the mix of what we do, there is something that we're the best at on earth. I haven't figured out what it is yet, right. and I'm excited to learn more from you, uh, Beth. About <laughs> it took this. us a while. It took like three, four years just to get to that point where we could um, at least know that the direction we were going in. Because as we started doing that, and as entrepreneurs, you think you're losing things by d making those changes. But what was happening is we were getting new opportunities, and the opportunities were in where we, the direction we were taking. So it, it almost, it's almost like it fell into place, but it was a lot of work. There's no question uh, saying no to some of those opportunities that we said no to mm -hmm. at the time was really difficult. It was hard for everyone on the team to really say, okay, we're not going to do any more outbound tours. And I mean, that was a huge part of our business. Yeah. So it's, it's, not, it's not just... So tell, so what I, and the other fascinating thing about 
or I think part of this, your story or business. So maybe you can help them understand that and, and how, you know, again, it shifts from being a local to a, to a global business because of what you were doing, how you're doing it and the feedback you were getting and then kind of what that caused you guys to do. And again, I have the benefit of being just fascinated by this when I when, when we did the interview. I hope, uh, hope the interview does it justice, by the way. Yeah. Um, and that's on me, not on you, by the way. I, I, um, one of the things, one of the things that I'd have to say, Akila has always tried to do things with a lot of processes and a lot of uh, written procedures so that we would be consistent at, do, at what we do. What happens with cruise is the cruise lines are here for eight hours, six hours, some of them 12 hours, like but a, not... Like a big hotel just pops in the harbor that's right. and attaches to the... They the have a full itinerary of Canada, New England. They come in uh, probably 18 months ahead of time. They would have decided what tour operator they're working with uh, or operators. Usually they have three or four in a port. We have been... F- since 1989, we've been working with crews. In 1994 was the first year that Carnival came, and we thought it was huge that year. It was eight times. They came eight times for the whole season. That was it for crews. Now we're looking at 70 ships. Also, um, oh, so, so 94 was eight ships coming in? Oh, yeah. But now, and now how many then, now? 70. But yeah. back wow. then, I remember I remember that year when there was eight ships. It was huge it was. at that time. And it, it was. Because we're going from zero. We, we went from a mistake. Yeah. Right? Was it? And one once in a while. Um, it was the Seaborn. Um, the Seaborn. So Crystal? No, no. Who does um, It's like the Queen Mary. The, the, uh, I'm trying to remember now exactly which ship. Betty yeah. would but there was a big storm, and yes. the ship had to come to this weird, but thankfully deep port of St. John, New Brunswick. <laughs> and that's, right. that's where the whole th- I think that's where the dream started. That's where which it is started. A, another neat thing to think about talking about finding opportunity. Yeah. Somebody had the vision on the cruise side, but also on the community side to say, wait a that's minute. That's right. We could, there's something here. Yeah. And look where it's at now. The, Betty McMillan at the port was instrumental in making that happen. We worked together for years to try to raise the, the awareness for St. John. Because it's not easy for a ship to come into the Bay of Fundy. It's not like just going to Halifax, Sydney, Charlottetown on their way to Quebec. They have to come into the bay. They have to sail in for probably five hours and sail out again. So they need a real reason to do it and that's what we were there trying to do the the highest tides in the world is probably what sells us the most but also now the service that they get here the meet and greet uh the aquila team the other teams uh we all work so hard at making sure that every passenger leaves with a real experience and that they really love it that that does make a difference and that's where you know, we went from doing the year with Carnival to really building new tours. We build new tours every year. We try to find places where we can invest more in, in tourism products so that we can give them more for their repeat passengers. Do you know what, what I just had this brilliant idea? We could make this a glass box and you could bring people and they could watch the bowling <laughs> point Watch the bowling point live. I think that's live. a Well, there you go. Why not? Self-promotion. I'm great at that. The, uh, the thing that I really want to dive into is 
the whole living lab element. But before we do that, we haven't really told people what the cruise, what cruise excellence is yet. So, okay, so everybody knows now, our, all of our listeners, that you have this excellent tour guide company uh, when cruise ships come to St. John, New Brunswick. But let's let's fast forward and talk about this international training develop, uh, training development software that you have and how many people you've impacted there. And then we'll fold back to why you're still a small operator in St. John. <laughs> well, the Center for Cruise Excellence, we launched with just a few jobs, I guess, in, in 2007. Uh, it was the cruise lines that came to us and said, we really like what you do in St. John. How do you model what you do? And we could take it to other operators and other places with to- where they need better tour guides. So we started thinking about that, and this was around the same time that we were trying to focus on one thing. So it all really kind of came together. In 2010, uh, it took us a few years to develop a tour guide international certification. So we have a an online program that takes a tour guide from beginning to end from, you know, hospitality and service excellence to risk management and all of the things that a tour guide would need to know. They can do it online, then they have to submit a video so that we can see how they tell a story or do their safety briefings and things like that. And we have guides now in over 55 countries worldwide. We have uh, worked in, in so many. We have over 1,300 guides that have gone through the program. But also, we have been asked by many countries we've gone in to actually do the training because they have 50 or 100 guides. We were in, in Colombia and in Dominican Republic and BVI and all these places, unfortunately, in the Caribbean right now are having a hard time and yeah, so many friends. But yes, so that is, and today we also have a designation for tour operators because the guides would go to their operators and say, well, in the course, they tell us to have incident report forms and have this and have that. And if they weren't, if they weren't completely uh, with all those things that we were recommending, then the operators were asking us for help. So we developed with the cruise lines again a designation for tour operators where they have to meet 42 standards. And it's done by Skype, one-on-one coaching and mentoring. Um, And we have over 20 tour operators that have gone through the program and a few more that are going through it right now. And so, so are they now becoming the men, like the, the mentors to all the other people who are coming through? They're becoming the mentors to their own firms because right. yeah. it's their management team that we put through it. So, and now we also do, we're, we're the official training partner of the Florida Caribbean Cruise Association. So that's the biggest organization with 19 member cruise lines. And they... They basically were their training partners. So we do frontline training. We go into uh, a country, a port, and we'll do a whole training for taxi drivers and all the frontline, mm-hmm. everybody that touches crews in a destination so that they can understand the importance of their role. How do you guys do this? There's only a few of you that I know. I've been down to your office. I know. <laughs> we're magic. <laughs> well, there's four of us involved in the training, and uh, all of us get involved in September, October in in the, lo- in the local in the local uh, because it's so it gets so big. Like this week, we have eight ships. And I can't believe you're here with us. So thank you. Well, I know there's two ships down there. I heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> this is your coffee break. So let's loop this right around. Uh, the question that people have asked you from Florida and other markets is, 
well, you're, you're so successful with this uh, education IT platform, training other, uh, other trainers and whatnot and other tour operators. Why are you still playing in the tour, in the tour game? Mm. And your response, as I have heard you say a number of times, is, well, this is our living lab, the city. We can't continue to train unless we are knowing what to do ourselves. And uh, why don't you go deep, a little deeper into that? Well, that is so true because in order to help someone with a tour operator with how, how to do their processes or their procedures to work with the cruise lines, you have to be doing it yourself. Uh, it would only take a few years to be out of it for us to lose touch with reality. Um, so it's really important to us, and St. John is our living lab. We call it that on a daily basis. It's where we learn everything that we teach. Um, it's also where uh, we now have expectations because they know we're teaching it. We are expected to be really good. So it puts a bit of pressure on the team. But I think everyone, we're so dedicated to uh, making sure that everybody's having a good time that it's a, it's a pretty easy So you know, Jim, Jim Collins in his book, you know, I remember reading it, kind of, I, I think that's the first time I ever run across the idea of a BHAG, you know, yes. big, hairy, audacious goal. Um, so what, you look ahead. What's the, what's the BHAG for, for Aquila Tours? Our BHAG, and I could probably, I, we read it every other uh, meeting that we have, but it basically, in a nutshell, says that we want to Aquilify operations worldwide. That's uh, such a cool. It's our term. own Wip- Wikipedia word. Yeah. <laughs> well, make sure you put it in Wikipedia. <laughs> Have you done it yet? No. Okay, I'm I sure, must do that. I'm someday. sure. I'm sure some listener will do it for you. So and what? It, so where's? I mean, and and this all goes back to focusing on one, you know, you know, yes. kind of one core thing. What it's, can be? It's using at? our living lamb to to give the best experiences locally, and to and to take that knowledge and help operators worldwide. And you know this is a this is for me this is such a I mean I learn I've been yeah and Greg is more familiar than I than I have I've recently become familiar thanks to Victoria Clark actually who said you got to talk to Beth and we have it's not like we don't know each other or know yeah. of each other um, but it just it's just amazing to me that that it probably exists in every community in the world but that that you can be crossing paths and not really appreciate what someone's doing, you know? Mm. And and you guys are doing it kind of in this, you know, I've, I mean, you have a good reputation locally um, for delivering, you know, excellent tours. I, I know I'm familiar, I know that, um, but I didn't have any knowledge about this, you know, kind of what you're doing globally. I know. And, 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 and it, how you're going to aquilify, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's And it's so amazing. many locals don't have any idea. <laughs> when we tell them, they're kind of blown away. And it's, it, it, still, it still sometimes gives me the shivers when I think about, you know, when, when we're down somewhere in, in a country. Just recently I was in Dominica and hurting for them right now because they're, they've literally lost so much. Uh, but okay. listening to them introduce me, and I was kind of, okay, who is this person? <laughs> because it, they do think so much of Aquila, and, it, and, it, and it's, I'm really proud of that, but it's uh, what is it, humbling. What, what does Aquila do for the, the local tour, you know, kind of operators? Um, in Dominica, it was frontline training and working with some of the operators. So it was so like it creates a two, credibility for them two and days of, of uh, training their frontline to help them be better at what they do. 
Um, in in Jamaica, uh, in August, it was more about it was Duns River Falls. So an activity everybody would enjoy. Yeah. Um, but it's and also trying to too. bring them uh, to world class to see how they can uh, change the way they, you know, from entrance to all the things that they do throughout their processes at making them better. So and that would make them these 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 local touring operators more tour operators more attractive a destination yes. for the cruise lines, which mm. in fact would help employ more people. Exactly. It's, a, it's an economic development uh, strategy. Strategy, And yeah. that's why we're so thankful. We, yeah. we would be the same way in St. John, I think as well. St. Johners don't know much about Aquila because we're not necessarily the, uh, the stakeholder group as far as, or the customer base, I should say. That's right. But uh, what, a, what a neat experience. I've always thought it'd be so cool for us to drive to New York, hop on to one of these cruise mm-hmm. ships, We've and done experience yep. St. John. Yes. Oh, and then yeah. ho- from, you know, from an Aquila yeah, yeah, yeah. tour perspective, yeah. hop back on the sh- ship and leave and listen. Towards I think that, that's, can you make that happen for Dave and I? I? We could make a podcast on that whole thing. <laughs> and I'm t- this, oh this my would gosh, help Aquila find. This is great. <laughs> and nobody has to know that we know you. Oh. And then we will come back with this podcast about how everybody loves Okay, that sorry. Is, that's a pitch for afterwards. That's, cool. <laughs> that's good. Yes. But, um, I'll, I'll grow a beard so no one will recognize me. One other thing, Dave, is... Uh, um, Greg will shave his beard And we, we can edit this out if, if you don't want me to say this, but uh, when we re- release this podcast... Perhaps we can release the video that we're doing with you. Yes. Um, so we, we've been doing a little bit of work right now with Aquila, and this this podcast will be out eventually. And when we do, our listeners can actually check out the video in the show notes, so you can see learn a little bit more about what uh, Aquila is is up to and some amazing things. So thank you, Beth, for all that you do for our city. Even though a lot of people may be shocked and amazed uh, when they actually hear how global you are and what you've uh, accomplished here. And I think it's pretty awesome, especially from someone who used to work on cruise ships. Uh, I got a lot of my start on the cruise ship industry, so it's a uh, it's something I know very well. And Dave, I wanted to get and we'll we'll talk some other time to Beth about this too on, on another episode is. Talking about the whole brand development, uh, we didn't get into. We're gonna we're gonna start talking, Dave and I, to more entrepreneurs about how do they really get their brand out there, intentionally or not. Like how people were able to grow that. We don't have time today, unfortunately. But uh, you've done a very good job Thank doing you. that. Yeah, it was yeah. great. And 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 just yeah. And I would just kind of you know it, the other thing is, is it's inspiring to hear. And I guess this is part of my takeaway: um, how you can be local. And and through local opportunity, you know, create a global presence, you know, and a global brand. You know, and 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 um, I remember uh, uh, some time ago. Remember, I, I guess it's probably still around. The Here newspaper is it still around? No, a long time ago. Oh, okay, it's <laughs> so, okay, Dave. <laughs> it's finding these needs. There was no, there was no tour guide training for the cruise industry. There was all kinds of guide training for right. every other right. you know. Uh, industry, uh, regular tourism with motor coaches, but not cruise. Well, and I was going to say that, like, like uh, I, I was, I remember I got covered in, in a story was around, you know, find local opportunities, you know, finding these bigger, like <clears throat> in the contact center industry at one time was an opportunity for us to work locally with, you know, that, that actually got us um, some global work. Um, but I mean, uh, but you've done this like, you know, in, in, in massive ways and then to have a whole online platform that supports it. And so how can people find more, you know, learn more about you? Uh, and, and so they get to check out, you know, uh, the, uh, one of the top 100 most powerful women <laughs> in Canada. Yes. Uh, uh, cruiseexcellence.com is where they can find quite a bit more about us. 
I love it. Okay. And I, you're, I, you're so comfortable when we when we throw these out. For, 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 for one of the 100 most powerful women, I, <laughs> right, I feel so comfortable. I feel so I comfortable. I know, so do I. In, that, in the but, presence of power. But you know what? That just shows that you that just shows that you can be powerful, but you don't have to be intimidating, right? Exactly. Uh, powerful and kind. Yes. Uh, mm. that, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, this was fun. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.